been talking about listening to the voice of God. And there's, there's different ways. So what are some of the ways that we talked about it? I got some heavier ones here. What are some of the ways that we learned to hear God's voice? Nobody's got one? Okay. So, so in prayer, what are, what are some other ways? Practicing, yeah. Prophecy, okay. You're muffled. Practicing listening. Now, oh man, I'm making her, I'm going to hurt her. I'm going to hurt her. These are hard, watch. No. <laughs> nice. So, so, you know, I wrote down there was fourth, and it was a bad throw. Where'd it go? Oh, it's back here. So I wrote down, there's, in my mind, the, the, the best ways to hear God is, one, read his word, right? Hello? Okay, so his word, listening to somebody who's sharing his word. So, like, coming here, that's, that, that's the way Pastor Tim, you know, when, when you call somebody because you want to hear about what God's talking about, that's another way. Um, from other people, and, and, and what did I talk about? What was the way that I talked about hearing God's voice last time? The last time I talked. It was about three times ago. Elijah was involved. You weren't here. Very disappointed in you. Listening to the still, quiet voice in your heart. That was, that was the one, the one that, that, that I was preaching on that week. So, so I guess I got it. I won the prize. Hey! Huh? So, so it's, it's interesting. So it, it reminds me. So do you ever hear about the, the guy that, you know, he, he was thinking his wife was losing his her hearing, you know. So he came up behind her and he said, can you hear me? He didn't hear anything. So he got a little closer and he says, can you hear me? Still nothing. So he got right behind her and he said, can you hear me? She said, for the third time, yes. <laughs> All right, so. I have to explain it to you. <laughs> he didn't hear her responses. He's the one that has the hearing problem, okay? <laughs> okay? <laughs> um, it's been said, the best person to tell a secret to is a husband. Because, because, he won't tell anybody because he never heard you to begin with. <laughs> right? Seth got it, right? <laughs> so my wife is constantly telling me that I never listened to her or something like that. I really don't know. I didn't listen to her. 
That's the wrap on husbands, okay? But the point is, is God wants us to listen. He doesn't want us to fool around, but, but he wants us to listen. And so, you know, um, last week, Isaac asked me if I wanted to preach this week. So he asked me on Wednesday. And I was like, he said, you know, you can, you can wrap it up, listen up, or you can bring something in, whatever you want. Well, I hadn't, I was working that day, so I kept working. And by the time I got done, I came here and Caitlin told us we had to sit down and listen to God for a while. So I sat down. Thank you. It was awesome. It was good, you know. And, and he gave me a couple of passages in that time. I just, I, I just know he said, I'm going to give you these two passages from all over. I want you to think about because because that same day Jim Cross said, "Hey, um, you want to do Saturday morning? It's a men's prayer breakfast, and I'm not going to be there, and I don't have anybody lined up. So you want to share and cook?" <laughs> I said, "Sure." So so I you know I was going to have to come up with two messages. So he gave me a couple of verses to share there, and I'm going to expand on that tonight. So. Uh, Cyrus got a little bit of this already, but the two verses I got, do you have those, um, Gregory? I, the first one would be, um, Romans 10, 17. And it's a verse that says, I like it. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Christ. So the King James says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And, and this, what version is this? NIV. Okay. And, and let me read you the amplified version. And, and I, I just want to read this to you because I'm telling you, this is, a, this is an excellent way. It says, listen to this. So faith comes by hearing what is told. And what is heard comes by the preaching of the message that came from the lips of Christ, the Messiah himself. So that's, that's what, that, I mean, that's where faith really comes from, is hearing God's word personally, his word. You know, that, uh, that verse is just a, an awesome verse. It's, it's been a verse that, it was one of the first verses that I memorized. It wasn't the first one, but it was one of the first ones. Um, and because and it, it's a verse that spoke to my heart, and it from that point on, I just started reading God's Word and reading it and reading it and reading it because I knew it was changing my life. It, he was speaking to me. I could hear his voice, and, and I, I just heard it so many times. And the other one was a passage that I was kind of confused at first until <laughs> I read it, but it was the story of Martha. So it's in Luke chapter 10. If you could bring that up, Gregory, Luke chapter 10. We're going to read verses 38 through 42. Now, just to give you a little, just kind of a, I mean, Jesus was on a journey. He had had just um, been out on a journey and so he says as jesus and his disciples were on their way he came to a village where a woman named martha opened her home to him and i didn't catch this before but 
they didn't go to Lazarus' house. Martha is the sister of Lazarus, who Jesus raised from the dead. And a great section of Scripture in John 11, if you want to read that later. It's a great section of Scripture to read. It's just very so encouraging. Um, but this was Martha's house. It's not, it doesn't say Mary's house. So, so Martha might have been a widow by now. We don't know for sure. Okay, but we know Lazarus was a little, we don't know, never hear about his wife. We don't hear he was married. Um, we don't hear about Mary's husband, but we hear that Martha has a house. So I, I was, I was kind of, that, that kind of, oh, I didn't realize that. Okay, so <clears throat> she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha distracted at the preparations that had it had to be made. So by the way, so she, she knew who Jesus was. I mean, in, in another verse in, in, during that time where Lazarus, when he died, I mean, she said, Jesus, you're the Messiah. I mean, if you'd have come, you'd have healed. I mean, she knew who Jesus was, but she was so worried about making him a meal <laughs> and getting to know him. Yeah. I mean, she was. So listen to this. It says that, that she was so distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. I mean, did they really have to be made? She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. I'm dying here. I can't do this on my own. I'm whining because I need some help. You know, that was what Mary, that's what Martha was doing. She was whining. You know, there should have been a sign in her kitchen like my wife put in for my little, my little girl that said, this is a no wine zone. Martha was whining. And this is what Jesus said, huh? It was her kitchen. You can whine, I guess. But Jesus says, no whining. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. There was probably a lot of other things she was worried about. Because, I mean, Jesus knows her heart. You can worry about a lot of stuff. It says, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better. <laughs> She's at my feet, and it will not be taken away from her. She was sitting at Jesus' feet listening to him. She was, she was taking it all in. She was understanding who he was. It, it, it's crazy when you, when you read on. You know, we, we have three parts in scriptures that talk about Mary and Martha together. I think Mary was probably one of the, the Marys at the tomb, or not, not at the tomb, but at the crucifixion, because there were three Marys there. Um, but she, she spent time listening to him. Martha was so worried about getting all the stuff done that it was so important to her, rather than just sitting at Jesus' feet. Jesus, you can't, you can't take that away from Mary. I mean, she's doing what you, what's right. You need to spend time at Jesus' feet. Now, just so you know, one of my love languages is serving, okay? It just is. I love to serve. I, I go on a mission trip every year. I go up to, to, been going to Fort Belknap. This is the first year I haven't gone in eight years, and I was there I was either on Fort Belknap or the Rocky Boy Reservation for like 10 years before that, um, every year. 
uh, just went up and served. And I'm, I'm the, the head cook, bottle washer, dishwasher. Um, I, I make the order. I buy the food. I get all that stuff. I, I do. I serve. I go up and I cook. And I, I make people happy by the meal, you know. And sometimes I get caught up in it. And, and it's like this, this section of Scripture spoke to me. That's why you're getting to hear it. Because God wants us to sit at his feet and not serve him. Not that he doesn't want us to serve him, because there's things we need to do. Because he didn't say, don't ever do that, Martha. He just said, what Mary's doing is better. (laughs) That's what he said. He didn't say what you're doing is bad. He didn't say you're going to go to hell because you're serving. But he said, this is more important. You have to spend time at my feet. That's what's important. You have to listen. You have to do that. So, so, this speaks to me. I mean, if you're, if you're a person that's busy with doing things all the time, this is important. I, I just know God gave me this message, and I don't know if it's for somebody here. I, I know Saturday morning it was for Tony because he just broke. He just says, that's me. I needed to hear this this morning because I've been going, 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 and going crazy, and I've just been doing, doing, doing. And in the midst of all that, I heard God say, stop. Didn't know what he was talking about. What what, what do you mean stop? And that was on Friday afternoon. And then he came Saturday morning and then he heard the message. And he was like, wait a minute. (laughs) I need to spend some time at his feet. You know, so it's just, I, I don't know where you're at, but I just know that for me, that's when I hear God's voice. I, I hear him when I'm working. I mean, I have. I don't know how many times I've heard his voice in the past. I mean, I've been cooking cooking noodles and run out of pasta, and I'm like, God, help me, help me. I don't know. I don't have enough pasta. There's not going to be enough. We, somebody use my noodle or whatever, you know. And I just cried out to him. And psh, here comes a four-wheeler. comes driving by and stops in front. It's uh, the pastor's wife. She said, I just went out and I says, I just prayed a prayer of desperation. I said, so do you have any spaghetti noodles? (laughs) She had a bag of them on the back of her four-wheeler that she was bringing down because she had borrowed some spaghetti noodles. I mean, that's how God works. I mean, when we cry out to him, he answers us. You know, he speaks to us in our desperation. And we we just need to be doing that, you know. So I, I I know I do that. I pray when I'm in my middle of my serving thing. But uh, So I I you know there's there's a story. It's interesting and, and I'm not gonna read it because we don't have that much time. But there's there's the story in chapter eleven of of the book of John that it's about Jesus getting a message from Mary and Martha that Lazarus is sick and he's dying. Come. And Jesus told his disciples, let's hang out here for a couple of days. <laughs> They're like, why? What are we doing here? Oh, just be patient. We're going to hang out here for a while. And they hung out. And then he says, all right, it's time to go. (laughs) So they go to Bethany, where Lazarus was. And uh, 
he was dead. He died four days ago. And they heard about it, and Jesus says, no, <laughs> he's sleeping. And they're like, no, he's dead. His body's starting to stink, <laughs> kind of thing. And, you know, the word got to Mary and Martha that Jesus had come. And Martha was the first one to jump up and run. And the first thing she said was, why weren't you here? If you'd have been here, Lazarus would still be alive. <laughs> Jesus says, he's going to be resurrected. And she goes, yeah, I know, I know. When the resurrection comes, he, he'll, I'll get to see him again. But I miss him, you know. And Jesus went on to tell her all about himself, that he's the resurrection and he's the life. And, you know, he he. he he tells her who he is, and he lays it all out for her. And she says, yeah, yeah, I, I know you're the Messiah. I know you're the anointed one. I know who you are. She, 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 but he's still dead, you know. And it's interesting. Mary comes out, and, you know, the Martha went in and got Mary, and Mary came out. She says, Master wants to see you. Mary came running, you know. And... I mean, she said the same thing Martha did. But Jesus didn't go on to tell her that he's the resurrection. He just, he wept, it said. It's the shortest verse of the Bible. It says, Jesus wept. He saw her broken heart, that she had lost her brother. She loved him. It was obvious. And and he he cried, you know. Um, that's That's the God I want, the one that has compassion. When I'm hurting, he cries over me. I love that. It speaks to me. It speaks volumes to me. But so it's funny. He says, well, take the rock away. <laughs> and oh, Martha's like, no, surely he stinks. You know, we don't want to smell that smell. It was, it's crazy. You know, Martha's, she's kind of like Peter, I think. Um, and, you know, says the dumb things. And, uh, you know, and, and he just says, Lazarus, come forth, you know. Lazarus come out, and he's wearing the grave clothes, like hardly breathing. Take those things off. It's a pretty good story. If you haven't read it, read it. It's in Luke 11, or in, in John chapter 11. But it, the interesting thing is that six days before Jesus is crucified on the cross, we're in John chapter 12. So you still up there, Gregory? Okay, you're hiding behind the screen. John chapter 12. He's faithful. Verses 2 and 3 I want to read. And, and it's just a kind of a comparison. It says that, here we go again. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. So he showed up and they're making a dinner. And guess what? Martha's serving dinner. It says, Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. She was the only one doing it. You know, she, she cooked it, she served it, because that's what she does, which is nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying that that's what she did. But get this. So then Mary took a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume, and she poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. And it goes on to tell us that Judas was there, and he said, What's going on? Why are we wasting perfume? This is this could be sold for we could feed a lot of people with this stuff. Mary knew that Jesus was going to die. 
she was anointing his body for burial. She understand. He told everybody that I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to die. I'm going to be crucified. I mean, he's been telling people for six months, almost a year, that he's going to die. She's the only one that really, her and Mary Magdalene are the only two that knew he was going to die. And they knew his promise was he was going to come back on three days later. But that, that was Mary, and that's kind of the difference. Is she sat at his feet, and she knew what he was saying, and she believed it. So she heard him, and she believed it. And her response was, who cares about this perfume, how much it's worth? It's worth more to, to prepare his body for burial. So that, that was her sacrifice. That was her, her gift at the altar that she did for Jesus. That, it's beautiful. I mean, he knew it. He saw it. He blessed her. Um, it's interesting that, you know, there's, there's these different ways that we can hear God, but he, he says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And, and the thing I like about John the disciple is he understood. He, he wrote the book of John because that's what Jesus told him to do, and he wrote it. And, and in it, when, it, when you, the very start of the book, it says, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Then it goes on later to say, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So, and, you know, gave his life for us. And, and that's what it goes on to say, is that Jesus is the Word of God. He's, he's God's Word. And we need to read that if we want to spend time with him. If we want to spend time with his feet, we need to be reading. And, I, you know, I, I don't know how, how else to tell you, but it'll change your life because it changed mine. My life is way different than what it used to be. I mean, it was all about me. And, I, you know, I'm hopefully not like I used to be. I believe that I've changed. A lot of people told me, boy, you've changed. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, it, it's something that, will you pull up John ten twenty seven, Gregory? I think Caitlin shared this verse. Maybe it was you. Somebody shared it. Yeah. Yeah. First week. John's, uh, John wrote this, but Jesus said it. He says, my sheep listen to my voice and I know them and they follow me. So not only... If you're his, you're going to know his voice. You're going to hear it. If, if you're his, you're going to follow him. You know, in another place he says, if you love me, you'll do what I've asked you to do. You'll keep my commands. You'll, you'll obey. That's what he's saying. He, he wants you. If you really love me, you're going to do what I called you to do. That's his heart. I mean, if we spend time with him, we're going to be like Mary. We're going to give up a whole year's worth of wages to prepare his body for, for, his, for his burial. And that's what he did. Um, I've had some interesting, interesting last couple weeks. Just, I just know, I've, I've had um, just, just some times where God just spoke to me. I'm, 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 I've been, okay, so I, I bought this house from Town Pump for a dollar. And I got a piece of land 
from the county for a dollar. So it didn't cost me much for the land and the house, but then I had to move it up there, and that cost quite a bit of money because the movers, they charged a lot, and then they had to move all the lines, the, the, the phone lines and the telephone lines and the power lines and the, all of the lines. And we moved it from down at Town Pump on Montana Street all the way up to the ball field up on Missoula Avenue. And uh, so, and anyway, I've been up there doing work a lot trying to get it ready because I'm going to sell it. I, I, God told me I was going to bless somebody with it. And I'm not, you know, I'm not sure how it's going to work out, but we're still working on it. So I'm, I'm working on this thing, and I, I, I see that I got some good weather, and I, we haven't put siding on it yet, and I need to get it enclosed for winter because uh, it got cold in there the week before when it was 20 below, and I was like, okay, I got to do something. I got to get this enclosed. <laughs> so so I'm putting, I, I went the easy route. I got T111 siding. Well, I mean, it may not be easy, but but it was easier. Um, they come in big sheets, and you cut it, and you put it in, and I, the problem is I had four windows and a door I had to cut out in all those sheets, and then you got to hang it, and I'm all by myself. I couldn't find anybody to come, and I'm hanging this stuff, and I'm getting boards underneath it and getting it level and, and working on it. God was good. He, he helped me all the way through. Every time when I was doing it, the wind wasn't blowing. It was awesome. And so I needed this. I was getting the screws, and I was putting I, I had to get the screws, and I'm get, putting these boards up. It's the very first board that I had, and uh, I get it all lined up, and I, oh, I, gotta get, I got the wrong bit. There's another bit in there. So I went to get the other bit. I got the bit. I come out, I got the bit in my hand, and I'm getting screws and got all the screws out. And I, I, some screws were in the, I have a belt that's got pouches in it and hammer and level and square and all those things are in there, pencils and a tool belt. Tim the tool time. That's what it was. And so I got this belt, and I'm, I'm trying to get it, and I reached into the wrong one, and I got all these wrong screws. And now, so I finally got it in the right pocket. Got the right screws and went to grab my bit to put it in, and the bit wasn't in my hand anymore. Like, all right. So look, went through all my pockets. It wasn't in the pockets. So somewhere I dropped it on the ground. I'm kind of looking, and I said, Lord, I need the bit so I can put the screws into the board so I can get these up so I can paint them because I got to prime them, I got to paint them. And, it's, and I'm like, what? How am I going to do this? I need this bit. It's the only one. I knew I only had the one bit. And I'm going to have to go to the store, go to, go to the hardware store or something, get another bit. And I, I said, Lord, help me. And I just heard this quiet voice back in my head say, go back to where you started from and come back out. Okay. So I went back where I got the bit. Okay, it wasn't anywhere there. So I walked out and I came out the door and started looking right there. So long story short, I'd lost my wedding band like six months ago. I had it on my key ring. And this thing keeps coming apart. My wedding ring fell. Was lay and there it was laying on the ground. And I don't know if that means anything to you or not, but this was my wedding ring for my wife. And I gained some weight, and my finger was getting fat, and it wouldn't fit anymore. So I've been wearing my dad's wedding ring because... My dad died. He still had his wedding ring, and I just kept it. And the other one didn't fit. So, and this is real loose. It falls off. 
but this other one's too tight and I haven't got it fixed. And but this is what signifies, you know, my marriage to my wife. We've been married 34 years, and I've lost it six months ago, and I couldn't find it. I didn't know where it was. I hadn't even told my wife because I felt so bad about it. <laughs> so when I told her, she goes, you lost the ring? No, I found it. <laughs> but, I mean, there it was. And, and then I said, okay, thank you, God. Thank you. I said, I'm listening. I'm sorry. Thank you for blessing me. Because I, I lost the bit so I could find the ring. That, that was what happened. He made the, the bit fall out. And then, like, ten seconds later, there's the bit. You know, not even ten seconds. Like, five seconds later, there's the bit. Oh. So I found them both. You know, um, answered my prayer. But if you, you got to listen. If I just walked from there back, I may not have found the ring because I would have found the bit first. See? So if I had done it my way, which would have been the easy way, right? But God wants us to have a better blessing by listening to him and doing it the long way maybe. But actually it was even shorter and I got blessed more. So it's listening to the listening for the voice and then obeying it. Because I wouldn't have found the ring. It would still be there, covered in snow, in the mud, probably tracked down in. But uh, uh, so I, the last couple weeks, so, so we got this house, right? And I, got, I had this electrician that came, and he, he brought power to the house. And there was a deal between him and, and the guy that was buying the house. And the guy that was buying the house didn't follow through with his part, so the electrician was just ignoring my calls, and he wouldn't come, and he hasn't. I need to get the power from the power box from, the, from where it's coming into the house to my breaker box so I can have power inside the house. And, and you got to have a licensed electrician to do that. It's law. You know, you got to follow code and you got to do it right. And so I need that. Now, I can wire inside the house, but I can't do the power to those things. And so I need an electrician. And, and the last couple of weeks, I've been sitting right there in that chair right there. And I've heard God tell me, hey, go talk to Matt DeLong. I don't know if you know Matt, but his wife's Jennifer, and they, they sit in that second row back over in the corner there. And they got, huh? Yeah. Yeah, she was here. She helped lead the prophecy the, the nights that the Tuesday nights that they were doing here. Oh yeah, she came to the prophecy night. That's right. Yeah, Jennifer did. And so um, we, uh, I I know Matt because he owns a bunch of houses in town that he's bought, and 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 I verified sales, and so I'd meet him or I'd go out to the review of the houses, and he'd be there working on them. And so I got to know him. We got talking and. Found out he was a Christian, and I was a Christian, you know, because if you're a Christian, those things are going to come up. They just do. And so got to know Matt, and, and his father-in-law was, is, is Mark Stearns, who was the pastor of Church on the Rock for a long time. And so I've known Mark. And so there was a connection. And anyway, so we, we talked, and I told him I went to Unabundant Life. And they were kind of going in, kind of in between churches, and they ended up coming. So I don't know if I was the reason that got them here, but they started coming, and they've been coming ever since. Huh? It was Jesus, right? Thank you. Gosh, I lose my train of thought sometimes. But anyway, Sunday I said, all right, I'll go talk to Matt. I don't know why. I'll just go talk to him. Hey, Matt, how's it going? Because I hadn't talked to him for a while because of coronavirus and, we're, you know. And I said, how you doing? Good. You know, we talked a little bit. And he says, well, how you doing on the house? And uh, I'm doing all right. You know, I said, 
can't get an electrician. So it's kind of holding me up. I have no power. I mean, I got power on extension cords, but I don't have light, so I can't work in the evenings. And he goes, dude, this guy's sitting right over here, two seats down from him. He's an electrician. <laughs> I could, you know, if I had listened three weeks ago, when God first told me, he'd been there three weeks in a row, the guy has, you know, I've probably had power before. So listen and obey. You know, that, that's really what God wants us to do is to listen and obey. I, you know, it's, uh, it's all part of his plan. He, uh, it's like, I, I, I've been hearing God tell me to call Billy Kaneen for a couple weeks, but I keep getting busy and haven't called him. And last night I thought, ah, I'll text him. So I got my phone and went to contacts, and hit the button so I could send a text, and he called him. Like, <gasps> hit end real quick, you know. Because oh, it's early in the evening and he's studying, or, you know, I don't want to interrupt him. I want to send a text first and call him when, when it's convenient, right? And uh, so I started writing the text and my phone rings, it's Billy. He just needed to talk. And I needed to talk. We, we got to pray for each other. It was a, it was, I got blessed and he got blessed. And we shared what's going on with us and, kind of share some some scriptures with each other and just, you know, if you listen, you get blessed. I, I just know if you're obedient, if you follow through with God. God wanted me to talk to Billy, you know, and and even though I was like, <laughs> I was going to text him, you know, but he needed to talk to me then. It was perfect timing. He said, this is great, you know. Why would you hang up, you fool? No. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, so that's my, that's my encouragement to you. If you listen and obey when he talks to you. Because I just know a lot of people say, yeah, I hear God tell me things, but I just don't do them because it's not convenient or I don't want to do it or whatever. You miss your blessing. You miss what God has for you. Even though it might seem hard, it might be the long way. He's going to help you. I mean, I just, I remember being in that storm that I've shared with you guys. Some, some of you guys have heard it before, about before Belknap, and it was like it was yesterday. I mean, this storm is blowing this tent and picking me up in the air. And, and you know, it's, it's going to tear the tent down. It's going to blow everything away. It's like hurricane-force winds, you know, 100-mile-an-hour-plus winds. And, and I just heard God say, I've given you the authority over the wind and the rain. You know, I heard him say it to me, and and I said, I'm sorry. And I just immediately rebuked the wind, and it stopped. I forgot to rebuke the rain, and it kept raining. And that was another story. But, you know, when he tells you you have the authority over the wind and the rain, take the authority over the wind and the rain, not just the wind. So be obedient. You know, because I had to deal with the rain after that. <laughs> you know? So, so, so that's... That's my story, my encouragement to you. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So spend time at his feet. Listen to him. And then spend time praying and doing what he's asked you to do. And if it seems hard and you don't know what to do, talk to somebody. Call, call Isaac. Call Caitlin. Call me. Call Pastor Tim. He would, he would really be blessed, I'm sure. 
We can put them on speed dial, don't you think? Um, but he, God loves you. And he has a reason when he talks to you, when he nudges you. Sometimes it's just a nudge. Sometimes you hear it. And sometimes, like on the motorcycle, he said, turn around and look. Bill's behind you. He's yelling. I mean, sometimes he does that. You know, depends on your urgency. <laughs> Soon you need to respond. <laughs> but, but he's going to speak to you. He said that. We read it, John 10, 27. You know, my sheep hear my voice. He doesn't say, he doesn't say my sheep will hear my voice if I talk to him. He says, my sheep hear my voice. Because I'm talk, Jesus talks to us, always. I hear it, and there's sometimes I don't listen to it, and I and I'm like, <sighs> I always apologize, but I just missed a blessing because I didn't do what He asked me to do, and I'm not. I'm going to miss the blessing. So let's pray. Father God, you are. You're the King of Kings. You're the Lord of Lords. You're the Great I Am. You're our, our Alpha and our Omega. You're you're our Creator. You're God, but you love us. You love us so much you died for us. Thank you for that. Thank you for pouring out your blood, Jesus. Thank you for taking the nails, for taking the crown of thorns. Thank you for dying. Thank you for being raised from the dead so that we could have life again beyond this world. This world's hard sometimes. You know it's hard. You, you lived here. When you lived here, you didn't have power. You didn't have showers. Thank you for showers. Thank you for power. You're a good God. You continue to bless people if we listen to you. You give us things. You help us to create because we were made in your image. And you created everything. But yet you give us the opportunity to create things. I just pray that our minds would wake up to the things that you want us to create. Sorry, Cyrus. He told me to turn that off, and I listened. I didn't listen to him, and I should have listened. I'm sorry. But God, you're, you want us to listen and obey. Thank you. Wake up our creative minds. Help us to see what it is that you have for us, and help us to follow through with it, to not miss the blessing you have for us. God, in Jesus' name, amen.